I'll tell you, I believe that I was born to be independent. I don't know where it came from. I didn't grow up in the family of entrepreneurs. It was just something inside of me. Went to school, got my education, went back, started teaching. And as I read and learned, there was something inside of me that says, yes, this is what I want to do. Let me tell you, one of my main things is I love freedom. I don't love a punch in a clock. That is not something I enjoy. I enjoy creating that clock. Now I am a very early riser and I'm probably knocked out by eight o'clock, but the fact that I get to decide my future and I've been writing that story now for over 20 years, as I mentioned, in both the corporate and the wellness side. And I've just finally found a way to marry those two together. I was working on two separate silos, but what I realized that I'm a passionate strategist. I get paid to solve problems. And for me, solving problems, it didn't matter where or what industry it was in. It was how can I go out and solve a problem for someone? Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Jarrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 I'm Kimberly Smith Austin, and I want to welcome you back to another episode of Made to Inspire. Hey, guys, I am here today with my awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly, I'm doing, we are doing something different today. We are doing a podcast takeover and we are excited about it. We have some courses coming out. We got some free, some for a little bit of investment. We got some one-on-one coaching. We've been traveling the country and we wanted to take a step back, kind of hit some origins and inspire some of you who are on the fence with this amazing idea and you know what's going to change the world in your life, but you haven't taken those first steps. So today, I am going to be host of the show. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm going to have a very special guest and I'm, I'm excited for our next guest. And I'm going to take over the show, host it, and hopefully you guys will leave here today with Not only am I ready to take those next steps, oh my gosh, I am on fire. I'm ready to run, not just walk into my future. So here we go. Welcome to the Made to Inspire podcast. I am Misty Kerrigan, your host. And today I have a serial entrepreneur. I have a business starter. I have a MBA corporate woman who moves to start her own companies. Oh, and who, by the way, uh, runs for fun uh, in can do 50 miles uh, with just some some two weeks of prep. I can't even do two miles. But if you're talking fitness, if you're talking wealth, if you're talking health, we are talking Kimberly Smith Austin. Hello, hello, hello. So Kimberly, on our show, what we usually do is we have the guests give a little bit about their bio and how they want to be introduced. Well, Misty, I think you did a fabulous job of sharing a little bit about me. I am a serial entrepreneur, MBA, college professor, but you know, so many people know me as Coach Kimberly. And today you've invited me to the show to talk about that journey 
as Coach Kimberly. And I'm so excited because I have been in the health and wellness industry now for 20 years. Yes, I know I look like I'm 10 years old, but I've been here <laughs> doing it for 20 years and it's been my passion. I am certified in nutrition, certified in personal training. I'm a third degree black belt and an instructor. I also am a vegan endurance athlete. So I teach a lot of plant-based nutrition, but you know, the thing that I love is I teach health and wellness. I teach people that their health is their wealth. And when you make investments, you make regular deposits, you set yourself up for success. As a business owner, get ready for more productivity, more creativity, and just an overall better version of yourself. If you've been listening to the show, we have been talking about a passion, a passion that drives you. And now you could take this passion and you could put some action behind it and an idea and you could get a second income, uh, replace your income and live in your passion. Now, Kimberly's story is phenomenal. We are going to kind of stick with the passion, but I want to, I want to give a little insight here. Even when she's doing corporate business training, the topic of health and fitness comes up. So if you're really passionate about something, you don't need to have it just niched off. It could be in any of the things that you do. Side note, we help people do that, but we definitely are going to kind of switch into where it all began. When did this uh, bug or have you, were you like a five-year-old running marathons? Like when did this really start to take shape? Well, you know, Misty, honestly, I think back to my life often because as I share with my company on the other side, which is made to be fit, I tell people I started running probably around nine years old. I was a school little runner and then I got involved in cheerleading and gymnastics. So I was cheerleading gymnastics and track all throughout elementary and then a high school. Funny thing is I went to college and I didn't do anything. I didn't do any sports or any athletics whatsoever, which I thought was quite funny. But the moment I graduated, I went back to the gym and I was a huge gym rat. I'd ride my bike five miles to the gym, work out for two hours in the gym and then ride back home. And I loved every <laughs> moment of it. And it really, really brought more energy to me and vitality. So I can almost not remember a time in my life where I wasn't physically active other than college. And I didn't do sports per se, but I was still active. Now, have you always, uh, you've been fit, like you said, I go to the gym for two hours, I'm riding my bike. At what point were you like looking over and being like, oh, I could help this girl. Let me, let me give her some tips. Or maybe you had a friend that's like, I'm feeling tired. Were you always that one to be like, hey, guess what? If you exercise a little bit or did that come later? You know, it was probably a combination of what happened is people would see me active, my friends and, you know, co-workers. And I would always invite people to come join me. I loved roller skating. I was a huge roller skater, especially when I lived in Illinois. That was something I did weekly. And I would invite friends to come and join me. And, you know, although I realized I live in a different body than I did back then, it was still a healthy body. I was very muscular. And I realized that my body's changed here over the last probably 10 years, but it was really something that people saw me do and something I realized that I did no matter what. I used to travel about 30, 35 year, weeks a year, either as a corporate consultant and management consultant or when I started my own firm. But what happened is I always had resistance bands and a DVD <laughs> in my luggage. 
And I think back to those times and I think about P90X with Tony Horton. He always said, do your best and forget the rest. Those were things, stories that lived with me. I made sure that hotels I checked in had gyms inside of them so that I could do my workout. And if not, again, I had that trusty band and I had that DVD in my luggage to make sure that I got my workout in no matter what. I love this. So even when you were, and a, a lot of people do know some don't, but you were really high up in the, in the corporate training world. And I just want a, a quick plug. After 9-11, you were one of the main people on the spot there helping TSA redo the things that needed to happen to help us safe. So you were up in the business coaching and the consulting, but still your passion for fitness and, and health was in your bag or wow. was always made time. And we, we have a fun saying, I say we, Kimberly started it, but I say it now so I can say we, is you don't find time, you make the time if it's important to you. We'll always make the time if something's important. So if you just switch health and fitness to importance, then like Kimberly, you're gonna be able to have the time. If I can't get to the gym, I could get to a walk. I could get to not putting something in my body I'm gonna regret later, like fast food. So it's just interesting how it all ties together and, and where you are now, but even in the beginnings, there are aspects of what you now train and teach others, you were actually doing. Absolutely. You know, and that was the fun part. It's funny because today, as I look around full circle, people tease me and in my current business made to be fit. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about walk, run, race. But one of the things people call me is drill sergeant. Now I did spend five years <laughs> in the military and I was the, the reason I joined the military is because it looked fun. Right. Who does that? Who, who thinks, oh, the military looks fun. But because I enjoyed that physical element, I enjoyed the challenge of putting your body to the test. I was like, let me go and see what this thing is all about. Now, not to mention my dad was a Vietnam vet and he served the army and served them well, but this was something else inside of me. And when I went, I remember being in boot camp and there were girls who couldn't do the push-ups. And as a result, our, our, our platoon, we were held back from pushing forward until everyone could meet the standard. And boy, I was bummed out. You know, I didn't look down on those girls per se. Again, I was 19 years old. So my perception <laughs> of life was a lot different, but I was bummed because I was ready to go on and continue that journey. So fitness has been a much part of my life for many, many years. But I'll tell you when I had a shift. Back in 2011, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And as you heard me say, I've always been active. I've always been on the move and I've done a very good job of eating well. It was probably in my mid twenties when I made a shift in what I was eating too. Now, early days, I can't say that. I, I grew up in a home, Southern parents on both sides of the family and we ate whatever walked through the door, through the farm, you name it. That's what went on our plates and in our mouths. But something inside of me, and this is the weird thing, something inside of me said, no, you don't want to eat those things anymore. You want to make a shift. And I started slowly shifting and shifting. Now, I've always loved vegetables, but I've always loved my chicken. I must say that. <laughs> but something happened. In my late 20s, I started doing more veggies, more veggies, more veggies, and getting plugged in with nutrition certification and learning more, partnering with another wellness company who taught me more about health and wellness, I decided, you know what, I'm going to make some changes in my life. And those changes were beneficial. 
These all happened before the 2011 cancer diagnosis. But once I got the diagnosis in 2011, initially, I'll be honest with you, Misty, I was on a track and I said, you know what, I am not going to have this radiation or any of the traditional medicine that they call for cancer. Because at this point, I knew more about health and nutrition and drugs and chemicals. And I said, no, I don't want this. But there was something inside of me said, no, you do the traditional route. So I did, in fact, have a partial breast removal. It's called a lumpectomy, followed by eight weeks of radiation. And then five years on a drug called tamoxifen. And the whole purpose of that is to prevent the cancer from reoccurring. And again, I came in saying, I'm not doing that. No way. But I'll tell you, it was purposeful. I felt I'm faith-based woman. I felt a clear message saying, this is the route you need to go. Your body is a temple and this is how I want you to honor it. And that's exactly what I did. So back in 2011, after having the surgery, the doctor said to me, okay, I need you to stop running. Mm. Stop running. What, what, wait, that's what I do. Stop running. Now, I'm going to back up a little bit because the first day of my radiation was the very first day I took my son to kindergarten for the first time. And I remember dropping him off and, you know, heading on to Encinitas to my treatment center. And I remember thinking, wow, this is a major change in my life. I dropped off my son. Mind you, I planned a homeschool, but I was doing a little part-time preschool thing for him to experience combined with going to radiation or a deadly disease that had taken over my body. But there was something inside of me that says, you know what? I have cancer in my body, but I'm not sick. I am well, mentally, physically, emotionally, and I'm marching forward. That was the mission that I went on. And that was 2011. And after the doctor told me no more running, I started training and and walking with some other girls. And I remember they were walkers. They weren't even walkers. They weren't really active. And they started walking. And while we were walking, I remember saying, you know what, guys, soon as this is over, soon as I can go back to running, we're running. And one of them said, I'm not doing that. And another one said, yeah, let's do it. And that's where my organization called Walk, Run, Race, excuse me, let me say that again. Walk, say one more time. Walk, Run, Race came to life. Because I realized that walk, run, race was more than just the physical act. And since then, I've created a a, a tagline to go along with it. It's walk with purpose, run with heart, and race to the finish. Because I believe that's what we have to do. We walk with purpose. Whatever we're doing, there's a purpose. And we move forward in that thing. We're running. Life is a race. And that's what we have to do. And it's been a true blessing since the inception of that program, because so many things have happened in my life as a result. So you, I don't, I don't, let me tell it from a view of what probably happened, because Kimberly is so cute. So I've, I've worked out with her before. So I'm thinking these nice ladies were out for a walk, enjoying their fitness. And you probably said, correct me if I'm wrong, let's just go a little further. Let's walk a little further today, ladies. What do you think? You think we can walk a little further? Come on, everyone, walk for. And everyone started walking further. And the next day, you made them go just a bit more. What about this? Does that does that sound familiar? Yeah, that's that's about it. I think you've nailed me very well because that's the story. You know, I not only am I always pushing and encouraging myself to go to the next level, but I love doing the same for others. I believe that other people 
they're not going to challenge themselves to the next level. They're going to stay where they are. There's that comfort zone. I feel good. I'm doing great. I've accomplished something, but it takes someone else to push you, to push you. I thank God that I was blessed with that internal engine that just turns on inside of me and go, 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 go. But the average person doesn't, which is why back some years ago, 2010, I decided, you know what? Yeah, this is what I'm going to do in California at a whole nother level. And I'll tell you, it's been a journey. It's truly been a journey. So I say walk one race was the start, but it really wasn't. You know, that program started at the beginning at the I'll say at the end of 2012, 2013. But prior to that, I had started already organizing a race, two races mm -hmm. at the time, Memorial Day 5K race. And I'd done a St. Patrick's Day race. So what started for me was just my passion for running, my passion to stay fit, my passion to stay active and moving. I took that passion and I turned it into a business, a very viable business. As I mentioned, Made to Be Fit is my corporate and community wellness organization. And Walk One Race is a part of my running program, running, my running side of the business. So Walk Run Race is the training program in which I teach people to go 5K, 10K, half marathon, ultra marathon and beyond. But from there, we have our race division where we offer races like Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving Day race, Fourth of July races. And we also do them live and virtual. And the whole point was to really connect people and get people active. My tagline is get up, get active and get moving because that's what I want to help people to do because I know movement is medicine. Oh my gosh. And I want to, I want to add to that because we, we talk about this all the time. When you're living in your passion, you're making an income from your passion and your cup is filling over. If you have a heart of service and you have organizations, nonprofits, or things that you want to supplement time or energy or money into a lot of these nonprofits, they need money. A lot of causes need money. So Kimberly, you found a way to have a race. It helps people stay healthy. It gets people together and connected, but then proceeds from some of your races go to some organizations that are near and dear to your heart and they get to benefit because you have a passion for running and want others to catch the bug. Absolutely. Over the years, I have done a number of health and wellness events designed to help other organizations. You know, one of the first organizations I did, which was to my surprise, they were a nonprofit. I didn't know them. I did research online and I sent them a check and I never heard anything from them again, which, you know, to my surprise, I thought, wait, I, I thought you sh I should at least get a letter, uh, a thank you or something. Now, keep in mind, I didn't do it for that purpose because my heart was to give back but I didn't get anything. And so I said, well, maybe there are other organizations that really could truly benefit from the funds that are raised and can make an impact in the lives of those. So I did more research and I found an organization called Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors. They are the charity partner for my Memorial Day race. And what they do is they help individuals, families that have lost their loved ones during the time of service. TAPS is their also name. That's their other name, TAPS. They are doing amazing work in the community. And it has been my pleasure to partner with them and give donations year after year to support their cause. Because, you know, Memorial Day for those that have lost their lives doing service to our country. And this organization gives directly back to them. You know, when I walked on their website and had an opportunity to hear the stories of families 
that have been brought into their, into their family, it was changing. In fact, one of my races, they brought out a local TAPS member to my race and she actually gave a presentation. My heart was on the floor and she donated or she gave a coin from TAPS to Made to Be Fit that particular year as an honor. And on top of that, I have each year, I find a family that have been directly impacted, that have lost a loved one, and I honor them at the race by giving them a free race entry. And I have a lo- local artisan create something. One year it was a blanket. One year it's a picture. One year it was an art sculpture. And we give back to that family as a way of a small token of saying, we appreciate you. We, and, and you know, words don't even say it. I'll tell you every year I try to keep myself strong, but it never, <laughs> I'm crying works. right now. <laughs> it never works. I end up in, in just tears all over the place as a result of that, because it, it is very heartfelt to see that and just being connected. And, and with that event, I have an opportunity to bring in local schools, their ROTC program, so they can do the flag salute for us. I work with the youth as well to bring them on the course to get community service hours to help with the race course. So it really is a community event. And I love it. This year, or excuse me, 2022 will be our 10-year anniversary for the Memorial Woo! Race. And it's, it's changing lives. And, you know, COVID did change it for 2021 and 2020, but we still were able to hold a small virtual race and still make a small donation to TAPS, which I'm so grateful that we were able to. And I thank that community. I thank all of you that may be listening for continuously supporting the Memorial Day race and the TAPS organist, TAPS Foundation. I love it. And you just hit a major point too. You have a passion, you have a company, you have a cause. COVID happened, you shifted into COVID, you didn't cancel, but you made it safe. Everyone ran on their own, sending it virtually. There were still medals and shirts and not as big as when it's in person, but still something went to that cause. And then this year you did a little bit of a hybrid because we're shifting out of a little, but you still wanted to honor those who weren't ready to come out and do what they need to do, but still wanted to participate. And as 2022 approaches, you'll be able to pivot back to where it is. And it might even stay hybrid and different because now we, we know the world does go on in, in different senses and we're able to shift and pivot to help still not just halt stop, but right. still continue as much as we continue. Your, your, uh, your favorite verb action, it definitely rings through everything that you do. So now you have Made to be Fit. It's an amazing company. It's thriving. You're helping individuals uh, across the country, really. Some of your runners live on the East Coast. And then you do things here for, for kids, for seniors, and that's it, right? You don't do anything else. You just have made to be fit and you go to sleep and you live a life that's. <laughs> I wish that were the case, Misty. But like you said, the whole purpose is corporate and community wellness. Because I believe having so many years in corporate America, I wanted to give back to that community and really help them see the connection between business, life and health. I don't believe they're independent of one another. As I mentioned earlier, when you're healthier, you're happier, you're more productive, you're more creative, and you can make a better impact on the bottom line for your organization. So I really do work with corporations building their corporate wellness programs, helping their employees get on top of their health. And that may help, help, excuse me, that may simply be through nutrition. It could be through health coaching by the phone or the internet. It could also be live programs going in 
on site doing boot camps and different things like that. One of my business clients that I work with for business exclusively, we are getting ready to launch their corporate wellness program. And I'm so thankful that they invited me to do that because it was primarily business, executive coaching, working on that side. But of course, when I talk to their staff and their team, what I realize is there's a gap. There's a giant hole in that space of wellness. There is no movement. Nutrition is not being taken care of. And as a result, there's high stress level, high anxiety, productivity levels are at a medium standpoint. And I know by simply bringing the wellness factor in, eat, sleep, move, and breathe, we can transform that organization. So I'm really excited about this opportunity as I move forward into this organization, but to all of those that I've served in the past. Absolutely. And I want to um, pass our other shows and what we train on. I want to pause and connect everything. You see how we start with niches and then it expands out once you're really amazing in a specific, then you can take that specific into other domains and help even more people, aka make even more money just off of your passion and, and how you serve and it expands who you serve. I love it. So what if we're on the fence? We have, uh, we've not been an entrepreneur before. So my, my corporate people or even my people who want to start a company, what are, what are some things? What made you the, uh, go over the threshold, the, the crossroad over to from a corporate employee over to a business consulting owner over to opening a business in my passion? Well, Misty, for me, I'll tell you, I believe that I was born to be independent. I don't know where it came from. I didn't grow up in a family of entrepreneurs. It was just something inside of me. Went to school, got my education, went back, started teaching. And as I read and learned, there was something inside of me that says, yes, this is what I want to do. Let me tell you, one of my main things is I love freedom. I don't love a punch in a clock. That is not something I enjoy. I enjoy creating that clock. Now, I am a very early riser and I'm probably knocked out by eight o'clock. But the fact that I get to decide my future and I've been writing that story now for over 20 years, as I mentioned, in both the corporate and the wellness side. And I've just finally found a way to marry those two together. I was working on two separate silos. But what I realized that I'm a passionate strategist. I get paid to solve problems. And for me, solving problems, it didn't matter where or what industry it was in. It was how can I go out and solve a problem for someone? And for me, initially, it was in corporate because that's where I'd grown up, if you will. But what I knew also is that I was passionate about wellness. I was passionate about health. I was passionate about moving and really shifting from Chicago to California is when my big shift happened in wellness. I came and started experiencing life outdoors because I lived indoors in Chicago. And I started, my brain just started saying, wait, you've always been passionate about this. There's so many people that you can help. And all of a sudden that brain just went to work. And I started creating and building my corporate and community wellness organization on this side. And as a result of that, let me tell you, I have been able to create a very healthy income. You like the word healthy, healthy income for myself and my family. <laughs> you know, it started as a passion, but it went to teaching and feeding other people on how to live a healthy life. Again, from nutrition, from fitness, overall wellness, from mindset. 
and thinking about how those things play together. And then for those that are in the corporate space, how do you get more from yourself by plugging into your fitness and your wellness? So it's been amazing. I can't even explain or share the multitude of joy that it brings me to be in this space today and have this opportunity to share with other people and help them turn their lives around. Again, my motto with my wellness company is I help people experience life at the next level. I help people experience life at the next level. That's what I help people do. And you've heard it before. It's no, um, to be wealthy and not healthy is not wealthy at all. So what we're striving for is health and wealth. Because if you spend all your health to make the wealth, it's not going to matter. You're not going to be able to enjoy the work that you put in. So we have a thing on on the show here, and it's three nuggets, three nuggets for our listeners that you could give them from your vast experience in all you do. What are three things that they can take away today? The first thing I would say is identify your passion identify your passion. And I know we've been talking about that on the show here for weeks, but I think sometimes people have a passion and they don't pinpoint it. They don't, they don't say, this is what I'm excited about. I want you to pinpoint that passion and then make a decision that you want to move forward in it. One of the things that we're seeing today in this world is that now that COVID has ended, people don't want to go back to the traditional way of living. They don't want to go back to punching the clocks. And as a result of that, guess what? You can create your own reality. I love this quote by George Bernard Shaw. Shaw, He always said that, you know what? You don't wait for something to happen. You go out and create it. You make it for yourself. And so I say, identify that passion. And once you identify it, make a plan so that you could start operating in that space. Decide what it is you can do and how you can bring it to the world. Because believe it or not, even if it exists today, there's still room for you. Because your unique skills, your unique gifts are going to make a difference in today's marketplace. So now you have it. You have that passion. You've created a plan. And now I want you to go to work. Now, we know that sometimes you don't know how to go to work. And that's why you need to partner, my third P, partner with someone, a coach, a team, and get the education you need. By the way, there's a really cool book out called Millions of Possibilities, taking your inspiration to monetization that can help you identify your passion and help you create a plan so that you can start creating that income that your heart desires. That's what happened for me. And I took my ideas, I started mapping them out on paper, and then I started saying, okay, how do I get this in the world? I started sampling with some of my friends and family, and then I went to people that I know valued health and said, hey, I'm rolling out this new program, and I'd love for you to check it out. Are you interested? And to my surprise, probably 75% of them said yes. And right there, I knew that I had a viable product and or service that other people wanted and needed. That's where it all started, friends. And it's not over yet. It's not over. I'm still on that journey. And we could take you on yours because that's a little bit of our secret sauce of helping you do the same thing. That's right. That's what it's all about. Taking it and then finding a way to duplicate it so that you can continue coming back over and over and over again. Book number two. Yes. 
<laughs> well, thank you for being here today. <laughs> we appreciate all the nuggets. We look forward to you uh, impacting more and more lives. Where can we find you? Where can we find Made to Be Fit? And I want to preface, you don't have to live in Southern California. There's tons of programs you could take virtually and you do coaching even for, for those of us, or I know I live in California, but you have individuals you coach that do not live in California. So if you're listening to this across the nation, you're like, I want to work with her, but I don't live there. Not a problem. Where can we find you? Absolutely. I am all over on social media as Coach Kimberly in my physical world, but also Kimberly Smith Austin. And that's Kimberly with an E, not a Y. So when you look up Coach Kimberly, um, you'll find me there. You'll also find me at Made to Be Fit. And as Misty said, we offer services that range from your strength and conditioning to just your basic running, one-on-one -on -one coaching, run fit. And if you go to madetobefit.com, made you'll also find us there as well. We are offering services that are going to take you from the top to the bottom when it comes to your health. And we're so excited that you've invited us to be here on this show. Thank you so much, Misty. <laughs> Wait, I think, um, you know, we really love our audience. Is there a way they could get a free giveaway? Do you have a, something they could download to start maybe for our, just for our peeps? Absolutely. You know, I just put out a new resource that I'm super excited about. And I really have to put a little caveat there. You know, a lot of people believe how important working out is. And I'll tell you, 70% of the journey is about what you put in your mouth. And so I'm really on a platform to teach people. It's about what you eat and then how you move. That's why I say eat, sleep, move, breathe. All those things work in together. And so when you think about that, I have a new resource called the Meal Planning Blueprint, Meal Planning Success Blueprint. And I will give that information to you so that you can share it with this audience here at Made to Inspire. Because I believe once you eat healthy, and you tap in the exercise, you're going to take your health to the next level. Yes, we, we will have for you a free download in our notes. Make sure you get our notes, get the download, get some information. Uh, the most profound thing I learned from Coach Kimberly was I can't outwork a crappy diet. I cannot outwork a crappy diet no matter how much I put in. If I'm not starting with where I eat, the workout truly doesn't matter. And once you align what you eat with your movement, it, it's a whole new ballgame. That's right. You said it so well. Well, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And like we say every week on the show, there is something out there waiting for you. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Spire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.